0: Be cheese, but I'm also okay. It
1: depends how cheap you are.
0: All right. Depends,
1: so. what, depends what I'm not getting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's another show. Yes, it All is. All right. So he's back. Jonathan Langle's back here. He's GM at Bobby Van's Awesome Steakhouse down on 15th Street. And he's brought in Chris Houck.
1: Every time you come in, you bring in somebody who's I pouring know. something delicious.
0: Chris is with Moet Hennessy. He's the portfolio. Specialist. Moet. Moet. What did I say? It's Moet. I said Moet. It ain't way, people. Yes, Don't it's not. Moet. It's Dutch, darn it. But he and uh, John are in to talk about steaks, Hennessy, and their convergence at a great Hennessy mm-hmm. dinner coming up at Bobby Vance shortly. Mm-hmm. And there's an old saying about best-kept secrets. Well, in Virginia's wine world with more than 400 vineyards, I think, maybe more, uh, probably the best-kept secret is Muse Vineyards, which is a tiny little jewel of a vineyard down in Woodstock, Virginia. It's owned by husband and wife team Robert Muse and Sally Cowell. And they only started bottling wines in 2009, and they came out of the pack like a dark horse in 2015 to win the Virginia's Governor's Cup, which is, okay. if not the most prestigious wine award in the country. Mm-hmm. How about that?
1: Pretty exciting. And barbecue lovers, have we got it for you. I mean, first of all, uh, REMW is doing a huge barbecue week. I think it's next week or in two weeks, right? Next week? Next week's barbecue week? Yeah, next week. So to celebrate that. Whoops. What are we doing? To celebrate that. Is my mic not on?
0: No, my mic's not on.
1: Oh, okay. My mic. Okay, now we're back. To celebrate that, we have Myron Mixon. He is not going to be in studio. He's going to be calling in. But he he has been on Barbecue Pitmasters. He has won more than 200 grilling competitions. And he and his partners, Joe Corey and Bill McFadden, have opened Myron Mixon's Pitmaster. And they brought in all this fabulous barbecue. And we're going to be talking about it later in the show.
0: And now to the booze, because there's always a boozy segment here. I mean, but the Rammys coming up. We're highlighting the Rammie nominated spots, serving some of the best craft beers and cocktails. Mm-hmm. Today we've got Dave Delaplane in. He's a GM and beer director at Roofers Union and Adams Morgan. Rammie nominated for their best beer program. And imagine how far he had to come to say, Dad, when I grow up, I want to be a beer director. Yeah, Yeah. Mm.
1: I think we had that conversation with one of our kids. It sounded very similar (laughs) to that. Exactly. Um, And just a little more. So um, we have in with us. She hasn't been in a long time. Um, Jen Hall is in with us today. She is with the Champagne Bureau. It sounds like a really tough job. And she is going to be pouring some of their vintages today in studio. And we're going to find out what's going on with the Champagne Bureau. And we're going to find out why Champagne
0: is, is such a... An important word to the French. But why don't we start with our buddy Mitch Berliner? He's uh, He and his wife Debbie are the geniuses behind Central Farm Markets. Mitch, are you there? Yes, I am. And thank you once
2: again, kids, for having us on the show. I'm Good glad morning. you're there. What's
0: going on at the markets?
2: Well, we uh, got the weather gods on our side once again, mm-hmm. We've got the first cherries of the season. You have sour um, cherries,
1: too, right? I saw sour cherries two weeks
3: ago. Well,
2: we have sweet, first sweet cherries. Actually, we had sour cherries a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, it's berry bonanza here yet again. We got blackberries, black raspberries, three kinds of uh, red raspberries, yellow raspberries. Mm -hmm. So it's just berry bonanza here. (laughs) And uh, we have bacon. Did
0: you work all weekend to think that up?
2: Um, No, uh, it came to me in a dream. Right. (laughs) Now so, we should but, also talk
1: course. about though, Mitch. You guys have your Meat Crafters station yes, there. Yes,
2: no, I didn't want to like you know, I want to talk about everybody, but uh, we saw uh, Nikki, of course, at the Lamb Jam, uh-huh. and that was really a delicious event.
1: Well, but and you guys have those skinny sticks. Crafters. I'm yep, obsessed with them. Meat
2: crafters Lamb Skinny Salamis. They're which so good. The only people in the country making. Skinny salami is made with lamb and shawarma seasonings. Mm-hmm. And so Meat has got a full line of
0: I'm sorry. Skinny salami right. is an oxymoron. <laughs> They're so
1: yummy, though. I live off but them.
2: anyway,
0: um, well, the skinny
2: salamis are only 40 calories. Um,
0: it's all protein.
1: No
2: carbs. Animal, no sugar. No carbs. Just <laughs> right. most important, it tastes delicious. All exactly. right. So
0: tell everybody where the markets are, Mitch. Okay.
2: So it'd be easy for all your listeners to just go to centralfarmmarkets.com. Find out all about us and sign up for our e-blast, and every week we'll tell you what's happening.
0: All All right. Great. Thanks, Mitch. Everybody go to Central Farm Market. So let's, speaking of going, go to Dave Delaplane. That's
1: easy for you to say. Well,
0: it's a nice – it flows. It's a fancy-schmancy name for a beer guy, I think. But from
4: Roofers Union – uh, let's give us
0: a quick 411 on Roofers Union and your beer program.
4: So we opened just over three years ago uh, in the heart of Adams Morgan on okay. 18th Street. And we recently started doing kind of promoting the, the bottle program. We've always been very draft-focused. We do a lot with local craft beer. Um, but I've, over the years, been acquiring bottles to sell and age and finally got them to a point where we're pretty happy with them and wanted to uh, to showcase them. So we now well-
1: Let's talk about cellaring and aging beer Absolutely. because I don't think a lot of. I mean, we've had beer people from all over the world on the show. That's not something we talk about. And actually, if you watch, like, commercials by lesser beer companies, you know <laughs> they talk about freshness. Yes. So aging beer. Tell us a little bit about so that. So you
4: don't want to age all beer, but uh, <laughs> right. some beers age really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't age a Budweiser. I would not recommend it. Okay. Um, it tastes aged already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it kind Pardon of me, yeah. Lots, yeah. Budweiser. Um. Bigger, higher alcohol beers, uh, some really intense sour beers. A lot of times, beers when you first get them are going to be too intense, and mm-hmm. you give them a little bit of time, and some of the subtle nuances start to come out. It can be really complex, really delicious.
1: Okay, so what are we starting with today?
4: I think we should start with a sour beer.
1: Okay. So
4: we're I gonna think s- you should not start. I with I not <laughs> <doesn't> like sour beers. <laughs> just for you, uh, we're gonna start sour for a reason. No, but we're, people
1: s- love them. Yeah.
4: I, I love them. There's a real I, you following. Know, I, I always tell people, you got to be patient with them. You got to try them every time. And I, it sounds like you're always brave That's enough to do so. That's what I always do, say so. to Nikki. You got to yeah.
0: be
1: patient. You got to be patient. All right. Um, um, well, it's interesting because I feel like beer guys like yourself are totally into sour beers like Psalms are totally into uh, Riesling. Like, absolutely. I can't tell you how many Psalms are like, I have a Riesling you'll like. Yeah. I don't like it. Stop pouring yeah. it for me. Yeah. I don't want to like it. So, so,
4: speaking of Rieslings, this one is actually aged with some grapes <laughs> in it. So, this is aged uh, with Merlot grapes. Oh, this is going to be a big cool. winner. So, <laughs> <this is fun. laughs> Can't wait to Not Riesling. Not Riesling. Okay. You know. I'll put it All behind right. my ears. You pour
1: that. While you're pouring that, we're going to bring Jen onto the mic. Hi, Jen. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. So, tell us a little bit. You haven't been in a long time. So, let's refresh everybody's oh, wait, memory. Well, the
0: group is called Champagne well, USA, that's what I was which getting itself to. is an oxymoron, isn't well, it? Well,
5: it's officially, we are officially the Champagne Bureau
1: USA.
0: We right. Are one officially.
5: Of Officially. Many of, uh, many bureaus around the world that represent the Champagne region of France, where the infamous Champagne comes that's from. That's not Champagne. That's beer, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are here in the U.S. Um, helping to educate and promote Champagne. Um, in particular, that Champagne only comes from Champagne, France. Mm-hmm. There's great sparkling wines all over the world.
0: All right. I got one for you. So I... Let's say I'm ai grow grapes in Missouri and I bottle something and I decide I'm going to call it champagne. What? Recourse? They're not allowed to. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. Oh, I guess I won't. What um if that were the case, life okay, would be different? Ask your question. So what, what do you um, do? How do well, you Well,
5: unfortunately, um in the US, unfortunately, um the use of the name champagne is still allowed um mm-hmm. prior to 2006. So so we do a lot of education about people making sure to look at the label to determine where their wine comes from. Right. So whether they are getting a sparkling wine from New Mexico or a sparkling wine from the Champagne region, just know that that is different sparkling wine than. But what they it's can made. say
1: method, right? It can be done in the process of. Yes, they can.
5: They are allowed to say method on on their wine labels. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes.
0: So you do a lot of litigating, too? You chase we people? Because we have an international uh, lawyer here. We do yes, a lot
5: we do. of, it's a lot of education. A lot right. of education, particularly with culinary students who are just starting out. Mm-hmm. And then also um, folks who own restaurants like a roofer's union. Right. Um, and explaining to them why to really actually explain that to their customers coming in. You know, we all love champagne. We all love wines. Mm-hmm. We just want to respect
1: where they're from. Totally with you. Okay, so what are we John, gonna do pour you first? Where they're from? Okay, <laughs> so um, the Since first she's pouring something really good. I think we all really yeah, yeah.
0: respect. <laughs> um, the first thing, we, it's thing we are going to
5: pour is a uh, Paul Roger mm-hmm. non vintage brute okay. reserve. Um, and I just found out that this was um, what um, Churchill was Churchill's favorite. So Irving um... Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Winston Churchill, oh, that's yes. Churchill. Um, and given the elections earlier this week, I think this is actually kind of
1: appropriate. Totally appropriate. Um, re- so
5: we're gonna, um you're going to try some Paul Roger. It's a non-vintage oh. brute. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have like some fruitiness, a p- bit of pear in it, mm-hmm. some honeysuckle.
1: So enjoy. I
5: can't mm-hmm. wait to Righty. try that. Right, I just really... tasted
0: the uh, sour beer, Dave. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm did not you, a customer. Okay.
1: Wait. It? Did everybody... <laughs> wait. Has everybody tried the sour beer? Get
4: ready for
0: your sour face.
1: Okay. Everybody take, take a sip. Cheers, everyone. Let's Cheers. try the sour beer.
0: All right, uh, raise your hand if you like sour beer. Um, it's the of, with you people?
1: It's kind of soda-y. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not sweet or sticky, yeah. but, like, it's – or effervescent, so I guess All it's right. nothing like soda, but <laughs> – All right, we
0: got, we've got a couple of seconds before we go to commercial. <laughs> okay. How do they make it sour? What makes it's the it yeast, sour?
4: the yeast that's used in there. Sometimes it's, you know, various tropical fruits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. some of them, but – um, in order to be a sour wild ale, it's the yeast that they're using. Uh, wild yeast, pretendomyces uh, is often used, but lactobacillus is going to give you that kind of tangy. Lactobacillus who what? Lactobacillus. Oh, that. I'm not okay. That. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the one It's like yogurt. You know, you get that tanginess on the sides of your mouth.
1: No, you're nominated for a Ramy this year. What are yep. you nominated for? For
4: our beer, beer program. program.
1: For your beer program. Yep. And was that like part of a goal like to... Be nominated Definitely. as you were structuring what you were doing because it is an honor to be nominated. It, it
4: absolutely is. Um, yeah, we you know when we opened that was it's you know that's that's, like, that's a, the that's the word you you strive for certainly in this area. <laughs>
0: but you're I mean,
4: basically you're presenting an edited selection of beers that,
0: you know, that you prefer. Are you do you are you at a disadvantage against the brew pubs and the guys that are you know like in the industry at the front end? I don't think so. I think that... I mean, obviously not. You got nominated, but... Yeah,
4: I I think it's, you know, to me, it's, yes, they have the advantage of making their own beer, but then we have the advantage of being able to get beer from them and all the other great breweries that are also making beer. So, it goes both ways. All right.
1: All right. Well, when we come back to you later, we'll find out more about your beer programs and what you're working on. And then, Jen, when we come back uh, later in the show, we'll talk more about uh, the different vintages you brought in and the kinds of... Uh, champagnes that we should be drinking Especially like growers There's so much going on in the region That we need to educate yourself about So before we take a break I think we should all say cheers, cheers. There's no better way to mm-hmm. kick off a show With a little right. bubbles in our glass uh, This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast We've got some barbecue in our future We'll be back in just a minute
0: We are back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis so Before we get into some awesome looking barbecue I want to remind you that it is Steak Month <clears throat> Pardon me at River Falls Market the Market at River Falls in mm-hmm. Potomac. Twenty, it's. I mean, this is a steal because they have the most amazing steaks. Their steaks are really fabulous. we have them all the time, mm-hmm. and they're 20% off this month, and it's the best steak that will ever treat your taste buds, I promise. So go to the Market at River Falls. Um, we were going to have Myron Mixon on the phone. He's in the middle of a barbecue competition that apparently started a little late, so we don't have him, but we do have Joe Corey. Who's his partner now? Myron is known for his Discovery Channel shows, including Barbecue Pit Masters, and he's won more than 200 grilling competitions. Um, I guess it's a case of boy meets grill. Anybody get that? Boy meets. Gr- it's been it. done. Okay. It's been done. I thought I made it no, up. No, you didn't. But uh, he and uh, his partners, Joe Corey, mm-hmm. and Joe is a. A veteran uh, barbecue judge. And Joe
1: brought in barbecue. Yeah. Yay, yeah. Joe. <laughs> Thank you.
0: And Joe and Bill McFadden are the owners of Facha Luna Restaurants, so you guys uh, may know them from that. Oh, yeah. But uh, Myron's going to be in town. The real Myron will be in town competing in the uh, giant National Capital uh, Barbecue Battle on June 25th on Pennsylvania Avenue. But Joe, since we got you, and uh, you're no second fiddle to Right, Myron. exactly. You're a no first slouch. fiddle. Tell us about all of this barbecue.
6: Well, we just opened up Byron Mixon's Pitmaster Barbecue at 220 North Lee Street in Old Town Alexandria. We've been open for about five months. This is the only restaurant that I know of that's owned by a certified barbecue judge and a a certified winning competitor who beats hundreds and hundreds of co- uh, of contestants mm-hmm. every year to get uh, where and he it's is. Hard.
1: I mean, these are hard competitions. Like oh. they, if they <clears throat> I mean, these people are.
6: They're animals. They're animals. Uh, uh, well, they're pe- cooking animals. There's but. about three to 500 yeah. contests being waged every weekend mm-hmm. in America. This is a what you call a competition-style barbecue. Right. It's not regionally. Uh, uh, all the regionality is, is out of it. Okay. It's how you cook this meat. What temperature do you put it in at? What do you pull it out of? What do you smoke it with? Mm-hmm. And the only people to get to taste that I are barbecue judges. It That's it. That's it.
1: That's fascinating. You want to
6: taste it, or you can come down to Myron Mix and spit well, Master Barbecue.
1: So, so when you say it's competition barbecue, that when you there's no region because like I think when people think of barbecue, they think of you know North Carolina Memphis. style or right exactly or Kentucky <laughs> or whatever. So this has nothing to do with any of that.
6: Totally void of regionality. It's how you cook this meat. What temperature do you put it in at? What okay. temperature do you pull it out at? Okay. Do you let it rest. How mm-hmm. do you cut it? It's
0: it's totally different. Right, well, so wait, 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 wait! We're what? starting at the wrong spot. Why because, are we starting at the wrong spot? Because you, let's go back to the source. Like, how do you pick your 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 pigs? How do you you know? Well, they have to be college Berkshire? educated. I want yeah, a smart yeah. pig. Exactly. Is that state so. state university or private <laughs> school? No, but I mean, there's something in the selection of the the meat yes, itself. Yes, we get we get Berkshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We get Berkshire, uh, Berkshire uh,
6: beef, uh, Angus certified beef. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all of it is devoid of uh, hormones. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're on the circuit, you know where the good stuff
0: is.
1: Sure, that makes sense. And then
0: that sounds like something else to me. But then
1: how? So when you're doing the circuit. Are there things like, is it like a beauty pageant? Like there, are, you have to do brisket, you have to do pulled pork, you have to do chicken. Do you have to compete in all areas? In
6: KCBS, yes, you do. What's KCBS? Kansas City Barbecue Society. Okay. And then in Memphis I want to Bar- join. Can I join? It, oh, absolutely, okay. you can join. it. All right. You probably don't even have to take the test. You'd be the BS part of that, <laughs> by
3: the
6: way. And in Memphis Barbecue Network, it's all pork.
1: Okay. Shoulders,
0: whole hog, and ribs.
1: Oh, So, so there are different... Yes. Competition tracks, I guess, yeah, so speak,
0: Different right? D- different sanctioning organizations. All right. Okay. so when you're judging, because Myron's won, what, 220 competitions. Plus Memphis had made like, five, four times. Wow. He's like the, he's wow. like the uh, uh, I don't know, the New England Patriots of barbecue. So what are you looking for when you judge? I'll show you.
6: Okay, right. show us. You take a piece of pork here, okay. pulled pork, mm-hmm. and you pull it, and you see how it pulls apart. If you can't pull it apart, it's underdone. Okay. Okay. If it,
1: I think it, it's done deliciously, I just want to say. You, so you once you, it once my my you
6: bite it, mm-hmm. you put it on your tooth, you find out whether it's al dente. Uh-huh. You don't want your tooth to go right through it. You want a little resistance. Uh-huh. Same with the ribs. Contrary to everybody's popular belief, ribs are not supposed to fall off the bone. If they fall off the bone, they're overdone. Really? Absolutely. And when you and when you bite it into a rib, you should have, again, a, a little resistance. You in Memphis your bite say here. al dente? <laughs> I don't think so, but...
1: Wait, so, oh, right. so, and let's talk about the brisket, because I was getting a bit of an education off air about the coloring.
6: You see that? You see that?
1: The pink Black line. Black
6: and that pink, that yes. rust color there? Yes. You don't do that with uh, uh, lipstick and uh, mascara. That takes about eight hours of love to put in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you can just that? get fake lashes, but no, I'm just, I'm just joking. <laughs> like <laughs>
6: Nikki. You, gotta, you have to start it at a, at a low enough temperature that you don't sear the outside, because once that happens, no smoke will get in.
1: Oh, interesting. That's it. So it's just cooked slow and low?
6: Slow to begin with and we mm-hmm. cook at a little higher rate after we get it after we get it where we want it to be. Okay. All
0: right. So Myron cooks this way, he barbecues this way. You can get it at Myron Mixons at your store on mm-hmm. all you want. All right. What if I want to do it at home? Where do I go to learn how to I mean most people talk about ribs and say, oh, the meat's falling off. Oh, it's so wonderful, but apparently not. No. So where do we go to get a rib education and a brisket education and all that? We're just
1: getting it right now. You're, You're getting not listening it right now. to what's going on? It's,
0: it's a couple of minutes, I'm okay, saying. So, but... Does he Does he teach online? Does he do any of that? Oh, he has uh, courses uh, every mm-hmm. month. Uh, 80
6: people come down, 90 people come down to his... Uh, Compound uh, and and take the course.
1: Cool. It, now we what we haven't talked about. Do we still have time? Yeah, We're he's remote. the mayor okay.
6: of somewhere in somewhere. He's the mayor of Unadilla. He takes his job Are very seriously. Okay. Unadilla, South Georgia, okay. sure.
0: 160 miles south Atlanta. I think I was arrested there
6: once
7: for
0: speeding. <laughs> okay. So
1: um, so let's talk about. Um, I lost my like, tripod. You don't of want thought.
0: to talk about Myron being the mayor.
1: I I don't want to talk about Myron All being right. the mayor. All I right. think that's cool, but it's <laughs> not what I want to talk about. Um, can we also discuss? Because you have chicken and sausages on here. Can we? And I want to talk about sauces and rubs yes. and mops. Are yes. those part of the process with all of this?
6: Sauces and rubs. We do dry rubbing.
1: Okay.
6: We don't like the sauce. The sauce gets a little uh, caramelized. It gets a little bitter.
7: Mm-hmm. Can, and, and,
6: plus, and plus, our barbecues cook. Well, you don't need a sauce. That's how good it is. It'll make your uh, tongue slap your head. That's how good this stuff Whoa. is.
1: I'm trying to get a visual of that. Okay. Um, so, but you have sauces for afterwards, for yes, like dipping yes. sauces. And, the, and,
6: the, and these are fruit-based sauces. Okay. Uh, you're not your typical sauces. Uh, on, on the barbecue circuit, I've had peach uh, uh, barbecue sauce. I've had blueberry bar- barbecue sauce. I have strawberry barbecue sauce.
0: Hmm. That doesn't sound right. So,
6: oh, yes, absolutely. They're fabulous.
1: Okay, one last thing before we get going. You brought in today deviled eggs that are stuffed. Stuffed with? Barbecue.
6: No, Brisket? stuff with, uh, stuff,
0: w- stuff with uh, baby back rib.
6: Oh,
1: right. Where are those
0: bad boys? Uh, we'll baby back is it. right Jill's here. Like, right here they? you go. Oh. No, 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 no that no. I got. That I got. Oh, the, I no, uh, the, we want to
1: get those It Looks eggs. like somebody
0: ate them. No, 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 we're no, gonna no, get, we're we gonna get this on Facebook there live, we go. because it's big. One yes. whole one is gonna go into my big. No, yet. then you can't.
1: Don't do that. Then we can't see the barbecue inside.
0: Cut it first. Here, there's here. Here you go.
1: Boy, are you greedy? There we go. This
0: is why I'm uh, why I'm on this show. And we also have pimento
8: Beautiful.
6: cheese, pimento cheese and crackers. My God. Uh, uh, banana pudding oh, right. for all the Southerners out there. Come right. on home. You don't have to go down south anymore. Okay. The door's open to you. All, right, all right. right. Well,
1: let's tell everybody where they can find Give you guys, address. please.
6: Address, 220 North Lee Street in Old Town,
0: Alexandria, one block off the river. All right. Thank I want to you know so what much. Emma thinks of this food, too. Right. Come on, her. Emma. All right. All right. So Jen. let's go back to Jen Hall. This was delicious. This is delicious. Really? It's
5: really well, lovely. we do have a rosé later on in the segment that mm-hmm. is apparently supposed to go perfectly with barbecue. So
1: rosé goes beautiful with rosé bubbles, especially. Yeah. Go well, and champagne can go with everything. I mm-hmm. mean,
5: most people think it's only aperitif, but um, you know, you can have it throughout the meal. So they don't think it's just for the celebrations or the weddings or the graduations. Um, you know, order a bottle while you're eating. And, um, what about the alcohol
0: it. content in champagne? Does it vary by by producer?
5: Um, you know, I, I actually, I don't, it actually doesn't. I think it's it's definitely over, under 14% for most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't necessarily vary by producer because the thing about champagne, it's under very strict control regulations by the champagne region. Right. You know. Um, Can
1: we talk a little bit about those yeah. restrictions? Because what is it about the bubbles? What Like, what is it that we're looking for in these champagnes? So it's
5: really, I mean, the bubbles are lovely, right? The f- yes. They come through the second fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very lovely. Um, but, you know, the bigger the bubbles don't really mean anything. Or the smaller the bubbles don't really mean anything. Okay. Um, Is that just personal preference of the winemaker? <laughs> it's, it's the personal preference of the winemaker. It's also the way in which what glass you pour it in. Right. Um, depending on the imperfection of the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm pouring this in, uh, into the lovely tulip glasses, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do not own. Um, but you know, I think the best way to try it is with a white wine glass. It opens it up more right. than um than the traditional
1: flute styles. Um so, actually isn't the flute style really not the best way to pour champagne? Um
5: it is is not. Again, you wanna open up those aromas. You wanna right. like let the bubbles settle. Is the so. coupe
1: the champagne coupe really the right way to pour it? Or is that not right either because it doesn't allow for the bubbles to come out? The up best way to pour it is through this. Tulip, tulip glass, where mm-hmm. it like
5: opens it up at like a wider end and then goes back in. Okay. Um, but you know, not many people own a tulip glass, and so go I out think... and
1: buy a tulip
5: glass <laughs> or a one while
0: you're <laughs> on <in> the beer.
5: <laughs> Or you can um, use a white wine glass. It, you, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I've also used a red wine glass before. So
0: Jen, are you saying that when I drink it from the bottle, I'm not only missing the point, but <laughs> I'm being boorish as well? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You.
5: You yeah, might just, feel the bubbles a little bit stronger okay. when you're drinking from the bottle.
0: But who cares at that point? All All
5: right. Right. So Jen,
1: well, what are we pouring next?
5: Next, I am going to pour you a Grower Champagne. Yay,
1: Growers! Um,
5: it's Perrier um, Monet. Mm-hmm. um Excuse my French. Um, Pardon my French. It, um, it is a brut. It is a non-vintage. Mm-hmm. Um, it again, you'll have like some really good fruity flavors and things like that. It's a excellent wine with shellfish. Obviously, it's summer. Um, people who love oysters or lobsters or crabs from Maryland—it's um, mm-hmm. a beautiful wine with that. All right, right. we're going to let you that. pour that.
0: And I'm going to bring on. Which means on everybody my...
1: has to either drain or spill out your cup because she's going to be using the same beautiful tulip glasses. I'm
0: going to bring on my new best friend John Langle from uh, Bobby <laughs> Van Steakhouse, 15th Street. He is lucky. Thanks for having me back, everybody. And Thanks for joining us. And brought in Chris Hoke, who is a portfolio specialist. I see your portfolio from Hennessy, Moet Hennessy. <laughs> and you guys are into, I mean, we should talk steaks. We should talk steaks in okay, Hennessy. Can I just
1: jump in for one second? What? I just have to tell Joe Corey that I ate some of that deviled egg with the Barbecue rib inside and that is crazy. It's so stupid, delicious Stupid good. Stupid good. <laughs> okay, that sorry. Tongue, did your tongue slap, slap your head My or tongue did not slap the, my head That I'll is not something that you. is ever gonna happen, right. but it was delicious. Right. Okay, sorry so back guys,
0: to you. So Let's do a quick one on Bobby Van's Steakhouse. So people who and if Great. there's anybody out there
9: So Bobby Van's Steakhouse 809 15th Street, Northwest mm-hmm. right around the corner from the White House um, We've been around a long time 18 years I'm um, doing prime, mostly dry-aged steaks. There is a Bobby Van, yes? There is a Bobby Van. Uh, he is deceased, unfortunately. So there was a Bobby There Bobby was a Bobby Van, Van. yeah. Um, Better to be an is than a was, I say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, we don't know any he was so, <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but uh, we've been doing great seafood and dry-aged steaks for a very long time, mm-hmm. and recently we started to uh, team up with great other brands in the liquor and wine world, To pair our classic steakhouse cooking with companies like Moet Hennessy and Cognac.
0: What we're going to do is we're going to go to a commercial and then come back and hear from Chris and hear about the dinners and all that. Great.
1: Okay, you want to do that now?
0: No, you do it. Hit it.
1: Okay, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're taking a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Hennessy and uh, this fabulous dinner at Bobby Van's. And later in the show, we'll be talking about this beautiful winery called Muse. We'll be back in just a sec.
0: All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I just want to mention we are about to launch, relaunch our podcast. We have a podcast up on iTunes with over 200 shows, but soon there's going to be special content from Nikki and all kinds of fun stuff, so just look for Foodie and the Beast on iTunes mm-hmm. and uh, look for my picture too.
1: All right, Chris, yeah. hello there. Tell us about Hennessy.
7: Hennessy is uh, a cognac mm-hmm. uh, founded in 1765 by a man named Richard Hennessy, who was, of course, from County Cork, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really didn't like the british back in the day so he enlisted in the french army can't imagine why okay. <laughs> yes if you're familiar with irish history i think you'll understand <laughs> uh, enlisted in the french army served with distinction for 13 years okay and at the conclusion of his service he was awarded with honorary french citizenship and uh, some land in the uh, charente region in, in cognac
1: okay so, so but he decided to create these
7: he Cognacs. decided to create some some cognac cognac originally was um distilled wine essentially mm-hmm. they used it to ship in in the salt trade and then after somebody discovered that if you distill it twice an agent oak barrel it tastes really quite nicer than the original wine so hennessy is double distilled mm-hmm. agent oak barrels for what the does least that two mean years.
1: double distilled for people who are not up on that kind of lingo
7: uh, cognac or any brandy is simply wine that you then distill it you heat it up to a certain point at water evaporates at 212 degrees mm-hmm. and Alcohol boils off before that, around 160. So okay. you boil any sort of wine or beer to make whiskey, mm-hmm. and it goes up inside of column still or a pot still. depends upon which you use. In cognac, we use uh, copper pot stills. Okay. And then the alcoholic vapors condense, cool down. You distill those vapors, uh, the condensed spirit again,
1: mm-hmm.
7: and then you age it in barrels for two years.
1: All right, so now what did you bring in today?
7: I brought in uh, the Hennessy Black, okay. Hennessy VS, Hennessy mm-hmm. VSOP, and Hennessy XO, which we'll, we are serving at the pairing dinner. At so you're Bobby serving Venice all those
1: at the pairing dinner, yes. correct? Correct. Um, and so, like, for those, the uninitiated, what is it that we're, like, what are we tasting here right now, and what are we looking for?
7: Well, I never like to tell people what they're tasting, simply because people have different sensitivities mm-hmm. to different things. Um, cognac, having been made from wine, is mm-hmm. extremely aromatic. Mm-hmm. And so, with cognac being from our cognac that we make, we choose from the top four out of the six. So which
1: am I holding cognage. here?
7: You're holding in the shorter glass, the yes. XO. Okay. And in the taller glass, the VSOP. So
1: I'm getting lots of vanilla.
7: You get some vanilla from the from the oak. We mm-hmm. use uh, limousine and troncet, two types of French oak. Mm-hmm. And you get dried fruits, candied nuts, you get all sorts of incredible aromatics off of both of these.
1: Yeah, they're super fragrant. So,
7: how what, do we
1: go about pairing them with
3: food?
0: Yeah, what makes them go with steak so well? Because steak is that kind of all-American
7: bite. So, well, these are brown spreads. So, brown spreads go. All, all, almost all brown spreads go extremely well with with meat, roast meat especially. Mm-hmm. And it's a slightly different pairing than than red wine. Red wine has a lot of tannin and red fruits in it, whereas cognac pairs extremely well because it's got a ton of aromatics floral components that you really are a nice counterpoint to to roast meat
1: so do you when you serve the when you guys are going to serve these at the dinner how are they served like we were talking about glassware earlier are they serve meat on the rocks how do you would how do you advise that people drink the cognacs
7: well it usually it really depends upon what kind of glassware you have there's mm-hmm. a special cognac glass which is a small tulip shaped uh glass the right. snifter was actually uh Long story short, a sales job by a traveling glass salesman in Cognac way back in the day. So every well, other I assume the flute had...
1: has the same history.
7: I, exactly. Right. So um, honestly, we drink it either out of a special cognac glass, a, a tulip-shaped glass, mm-hmm. or any straight-sided, old-fashioned glass. Anything okay. with a thin lip is really best. Well, let me jump to the dinner, John. Yeah, because, because we haven't even sure. said when it is. Well, you yeah. Oh, wonderful! It's uh, Thursday,
9: Thursday mm-hmm. night, six thirty, mm-hmm. uh, June fifteenth, mm-hmm. eight oh nine, fifteenth Street. Um, How many courses? It is a four-course dinner, mm-hmm. and the chef basically will take the liquors from Hennessy, uh, render a lot of them into the sauces, and you know pair them for you know seafood, steak, mm-hmm. lamb. It um, should be an excellent dinner, and then dessert. How do and we get you, tickets?
7: And How Chris, that will happen? you be there? I will be there. I'll so so be hosting. Chris
9: will be right. there, okay. and tickets, you have to call the restaurant, mm-hmm. 202-589-0060. Mm-hmm. There are definitely still tickets available. And it should be a fantastic event.
1: No, it sounds really interesting. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank really you. good. Okay. Dave, step up to the mic. Yes. Um, so, um, as you're putting together your beer program, cans. Now, oh, you just opened one. Okay. What is the deal with cans? Why are they, like, so hot to you beer, your beer guys now?
4: I, there's a couple reasons um we actually especially because we have the rooftop space we try to only do cans up there so we're not having glassware so we're not having to worry about anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, doing anything they shouldn't be doing with glassware off the roof mm-hmm. um it's a little safer with cans but part of what can't what's great about cans is there's no light getting in so you're not worrying about the the beers getting ruined from that mm-hmm. um there's it keeps the beer really fresh mm-hmm. and you know cans 20 years ago are a lot different than cans today because there's now this uh, like plastic liner on the inside so you're not worrying about
1: you know transfer or flavor they're
4: really yeah
1: but you know what i mean like i feel like going back to the glassware conversation earlier it's like clans cans excuse me were sort of frowned upon for a while and then all of a sudden everybody was like yeah let's do cans again and they're really
4: yeah i think i think craft brewers uh, you know across the country have really really taken to them you know you take oscar blues for instance and they've done a really good job they were one of the, the pioneers of that movement, but mm-hmm. there's been quite a few. And the, Well, the D.C. The,
1: Brow guys have taken it on. I mean, absolutely. locally, uh, Three Stars, D.C. Brow, all absolutely. of them are doing stuff in cans, and they're doing really creative, fabulous, you know, labels to go with.
4: Yeah, this one especially, the Space Reaper that we're That's pouring crazy. is uh, beautiful. You have yeah, to beautiful. wonder what they <laughs> were <laughs> doing when they came up with Space Reaper. Okay,
1: so tell us what you're pouring.
4: So we are pouring the Space Reaper from D.C. Brow. Right. Uh, we're actually going to be doing the release part – party for this beer on our rooftop this saturday okay uh so very excited about that um no tickets or anything like that necessary but it's a double ipa Mm -hmm. and it's hoppy it's bitter and it's awesome all right all
1: right so Well, we'll look forward to tasting it
0: excellent moving on he is an international lawyer she's a former ambassador and now a driving force at the american cancer society and back in the day Judy Garland, Mickey Rooney we used to say, let's get some costumes and put on a play. Let's put on a show. And that's what they did. They bought some <laughs> land out of Woodstock, Virginia, and then somebody had the bright idea of planting a cover. Maybe there were some vines on it. They bottled their first wines in two thousand and nine and two thousand fifteen their Clio was named the best wine Thank you. in the galaxy. So are you nuts? How did that happen? That's like <laughs> That's like, you know what, that's like starring in Star Wars in your first movie role or something like that.
3: <laughs> well, it was pretty much of a surprise to us as well. We, uh, we bought the property and, um, as you said, a few vines on a little property out in the Shenandoah Valley. We hardly even knew where it was. And um, we, after a couple of years of experimenting with those, then we uh, bought the property next door, which had 40 acres and was a cornfield. And then we really started planting our own vineyard. Um, educated by the experiences we both had of uh, living and working, and I must say, drinking uh, good wine from all over the world, and mm-hmm. we tried to recreate it there. But, but
1: was we- it? But for both of you, um, was it like we want to produce wine for ourselves? We want to produce wine to sell. Like, how did you go from planting a couple of vines to planting a vineyard to production? I mean, that's that's a big step.
8: Pure ignorance, I think. (laughs) Uh,
1: Young and stupid? uh, Yeah, uh, yeah,
8: exactly. Worse, old Uh, and stupid. (laughs) Uh, Got in over our heads, I think. Uh, I had the idea, the notion of an estate winery.
3: Mm -hmm. I
8: had uh, a romantic conception from France and Italy uh, of making wines only from grapes on the estate. Mm -hmm. it's a much-abused word, but terrar, that reflected the place. Uh, and then it... Uh, originally, I thought we were going to distribute the wine. Okay. That it would be retail. And But the Virginia industry is still reliant on tasting rooms. Uh,
1: largely. Uh,
8: largely. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost a problem because it stops a lot of good wine ending up in restaurants. And
1: well, before we go down that path, let's talk about your wine so that people have a really good understanding of because you have multiple varieties that you're which is uh, I, uh, that's what I find so interesting like a winery as young as you or a vineyard as young as you that you would decide to produce several kinds of wine so how many how many different wines do you offer
8: I think we offer six or eight at this okay. point okay so have, I know
1: you have a gorgeous rosé
8: and a gamay a gamay, a gamay. Uh, we have a a white wine, which is Rhone grapes, mm-hmm. Marcon, Roussan. Roussan is the white Chateauneuf, and uh, marsan is white Hermitage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we have uh, some, uh, we've uh, planted Italian varieties recently. Okay. Sangiovese, Allianico, mm-hmm. Terroldego.
3: Nebbiolo.
8: S- Nebbiolo. We've now always- what made
1: you decide, how did you decide, given the terroir of where you are, how did you decide on which grapes? To grow there,
8: just pure trial and error. We've okay. taken out Syrah, Tanat. several of them just didn't work. Okay. But, uh, so we've kept with what worked and then pulled out what wasn't working.
1: Well, the Gamay is especially interesting. Are you? Are you? I think we discussed this. Are you the only Virginia winery that has Gamay?
8: I don't think there are more than a half dozen wineries in the United States.
1: That right. Because, make it's, I mean, it's very popular in France, obviously. Yeah. And th- it is getting a swell of a uh, of following year. Well, there's here. a
0: GMA week here. No, did... GMA month. It was month. Oh, it's month. a whole month. <laughs>
1: but that was in May. Go May. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess it, it is getting a swell of a following. But what made you decide to go down that road with that particular wine?
8: But I've always believed in good Beaujolais, mm-hmm. even when Beaujolais became... Unfashionable and nouveau. So, nouveau, yeah, which probably <laughs> set the industry back considerably. Uh-huh. Beaujolais. But I've always but it liked it made them it.
1: a lot of money, yeah.
8: That's that's and that's often the point, isn't it?
3: Mm-hmm.
8: Uh, so, also, Sangiovese, Chianti, good Chianti is a wonderful mm-hmm. wine. So, some of it's just contrariness, I think. That uh, uh, I wanted to support what I thought were good and interesting wines. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to jump
0: in with an unsolicited testimonial cuz okay. we drove out to see you guys. We did. And it's it's out in Woodstock, Virginia, not Woodstock, New York. And you got to go down a long winding dirt road and cross the Shenandoah River over the over a Civil War pontoon cement bridge that sometimes floods. And there it is. We um, drove
1: over it as it was beginning to flood. To flood. <laughs> yes. It was really wild. I was like, "Oh my god, we need to get out of here." You know, the
0: first thing Nikki said is, "Where are the insurance papers?" <laughs> um, uh, and um, But you, you
1: can come out to your tasting room. What? Well, I was
0: going to yeah. say you've got a brand new tasting room. I mean, okay. you, often when we talk to to vineyards, you know, they've got this established business and everything. Your tasting room opened in November. It's gorgeous. And um, and now you can visit the the, you know, the vineyard and But we
3: we believe the best place to start was in the vineyard. You Mm -hmm. make good wine in the vineyard. So the tasting room has been the last expression for us, and that just opened in November. Mm -hmm. And although our purchase of this property was accidental, we came laterally to discover that Shenandoah County, where we are in the Shenandoah Valley, is actually the driest county east of the Mississippi River. So that's one of the reasons why I think the the fruit that we produce there on that estate is really... Uh, pretty much uniformly good mm-hmm. and, and better than a lot of other places.
1: So now what about your production? So of each wine how much are you producing?
8: We're producing, at this point we're producing 2,000 cases. Okay. About a quarter of it is a red uh, Bordeaux blend. Mm-hmm. Then we have a Gamay. We have uh, a white Rhone blend. Then we have a lot of bits and pieces, a barrel of this oh, and that. Chardonnay, Mibbiolo, we have quite Chardonnay, a, with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're making a chardonnay sparkling wine we won't call it champagne
1: <laughs> uh, you better not she <laughs> has a knife also. <laughs> although it is the method yeah, yeah. Right. um and so how can people we were going to get into this but it's it's a total other show to talk about how virginia wines get distribution but um how can people access your wines
3: well, uh, as David said, you can come out to our tasting room, which mm-hmm. is open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful drive. It's mm-hmm. about 90 mm-hmm. minutes from Washington, D.C., and you can be out there in a totally different part of the world it's right so here close to home. Yes. So that's the best way. And now um, we distribute to a few uh, stores in Virginia, close ho- close to home, and mm-hmm. we're looking to figure out what the next move in our distribution scheme can is. Can people?
1: Do you have a membership? Uh,
3: we also have a wine club, okay. so you can buy it online, and mm-hmm. we can ship to a number of states, including uh, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and Virginia.
8: Sure. Yeah, okay. MuseVineyards.com. You can order from that.
3: Fantastic. All right,
8: well, let's okay. go to a commercial. We'll come back and finish up.
1: Okay, great. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just
0: a minute. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David Nicki Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I just want to thank our sponsors. Bless you for letting this show happen. ProFish, great, fresh, sustainable seafood. Uh, the Market at River Falls in scenic downtown Potomac, Maryland. Celebrity Cruises and Central Farm Markets. Mm-hmm. Thank you for supporting the show.
1: And after our show today, the market at Central Farm Market is still open. So you can go and get some of their uh, fabulous offerings. They have over 100 vendors, and it is it's awesome. such a scene. It is. And bring your dog. They allow All dogs.
8: Right. So let's get back to Muse Vineyards mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Muse and okay, Sally. Okay, so Cowell. what did you
1: pour for us, Robert?
8: Uh, this is a 2011 Bordeaux blend.
1: Okay. And
3: it's uh, the Clio?
8: Uh, Clio, 25% yes. Cabernet Sauvignon. Why is it Clio? Why Who's is it Clio? called Clio? Uh, let's Sally. Deal <laughs> well,
3: that. Um, Robert's family name is Muse, as you know. Yes. Uh, so then I thought that was a wonderful name for a vineyard. Muse inspires me. Right. He does, too, sometimes. <laughs> but um, well, it, all depends. Sometimes. It, all, it all depends on how
0: long That's you are. married. That's marriage, pal.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but when we got around to doing some blends and naming them, I thought it would be very nice to name them for the classical muses. So mm-hmm. the first one that we made, which is the 2009 that won the Governor's Cup in 2015— It's called Clio, and that's the muse of history, the history of the Shenandoah Valley, the history of our own adventure in the wine trade. It's beautiful. So it's 25% each of Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, and Petit Mm -hmm. Verdot, a somewhat unusual Bordeaux blend. All right, well, we've got
0: a minute. I want to make sure people know about the wine club. Yes. So it's musevineyards.com and the wine the way the wine club works is it's uh, quarterly. You get a delivery of how many bottles?
3: Three bottles quarterly, and so twelve bottles a year. And
0: the membership is two hundred and forty dollars a year.
3: And the membership is two hundred and forty dollars, which gets you those twelve bottles which of I've wine at a, a at a cost of twenty dollars. That
0: bottle. ain't bad. And okay, great, you guys are. It's an edited selection. Who's picking them, Andrew? You guys? Uh, sorry. Who picks the wines in the wine club? Uh,
8: I think. Sally, as far as I know. <laughs> Sally's so like, me? I'm the one who does it. it.
3: Sort um, of j- joint decision. What's tasting well? What, right, what do we want to offer? Well. What's, what's new for our club members? Okay, All right. great. All right. Well, thank you both for schlepping well, down. Thank you down for having us.
0: fun. Embry, Emma, Emma, thank you. Emma's, Emma. Emma's a ghost. We won't tell you who Emma is because <laughs> then we'll get in trouble. All right. Kay. So let's go back to uh, Dave Dellaplane. Dave, you have something called Geek Night at roofers union that's correct um and i remember when it was a bad thing to be a geek now
4: it's a good thing you to know be one a geek. of our owners cool. is still with you but uh i've i think i'm slowly getting on board with it but uh yeah i, I don't know for me beer is a geeky thing and it's well, everybody
1: calls them beer geeks i mean exactly right we, so that's sort of the terminology yep.
4: we say that with pride yeah right? absolutely
1: so what so what do we got pouring next tell us what you're doing so we
4: have one more to go mm-hmm. we are going to be pouring the brewery white oak which is from 2011 it is okay. a wheat wine so kind of like a barley wine which is what they call beers over 10 percent uh before they could call it a, it used to be you couldn't call beer a beer if it was more than 10 so they started calling them barley wines um so this happens to be a barley wine but instead of barley is made 100 percent with wheat um it's from the brewery out in san diego and it's a bottle that we've been selling since 2011 so very excited to uh to share it with you all
1: cool now let's talk about your large format program absolutely um is that? I, I find large format interesting because they're like bottles of wine, and I feel that beer geeks understand that process. But for people who are used to just opening up a bottle or ordering something on draft, it's really a different way of drinking beer. It,
4: it definitely is, and they can be a lot more scary. You know, you can I, I, even I fall into it. You know, if you see a bottle of wine for say fifty to sixty five dollars, you're like, oh yeah, that you know that right. seems pretty reasonable. But you see a bottle of beer that's fifty to sixty five dollars, you're, you're like, like, what? What on earth is that beer? And and it, even I fall into it, and I'm like, I have to remind myself, I would be happy to drink a bottle. You know, that's like, if you're paying sixty five dollars for a bottle of beer, you're getting something really awesome. You um, better be <laughs> not a sour beer. I might. <laughs> I, be. <laughs> we, we we got both. We got both ends of the spectrum. Um, <laughs> we're really gonna
1: upset him. Not too. my <laughs>
4: word.
1: Keep
0: hitting on the sour I'm gonna beer. teach
4: you to like sour beer. If no, your if your son hasn't gotten there yet, so you know, it might not no, work. No, no, no. He
1: yeah. loves sour yeah. beer. Yeah. No, well, mean. I mean,
4: with if he hasn't succeeded with y'all, He's too obnoxious. I don't listen to him. Um, but we also, speaking of Geek Night, on Tuesdays we do, to try to make uh, bottled beer a little bit more approachable, we are offering our entire bottle program at half price on oh, Tuesdays. Interesting. Yep.
1: And how many uh, lines do you have on draft?
4: We have 22, that includes two cask lines. Okay. Um, the second floor is where we really focus in, so that's where we have the you know a couple extra lines. But we have 14 to all three floors. And then, and for,
1: so just since I've been there, but a lot of yeah, people haven't, yeah. yes, I'll wrap it up. So for people who haven't been there, there's like a first floor that has like a little cocktail area. First
4: floor, it's jug and table. It's a little more wine concept.
1: And then the second floor, second floor is just is this big, big, beautiful open space. With but then you awesome have the rooftop.
4: And a rooftop. Which is absolutely fabulous. It's like one of the best all right, rooftops yeah. Tell everybody city. where Roofers Union okay. is. It's at 2446 18th Street. Uh, right across from Diner, which everybody loves, right mm-hmm. in the heart of Adams Morgan. Excellent.
1: Thank all you right, so much. All right. Good
4: luck at the Ramys. All right, Thanks
0: very much. Yes, Je- thank I like you. Jen Hall especially because she's the only one who consistently laughed at any of my stupid quips throughout the show <laughs> so you can come back anytime. I like dad humor. <laughs> That's not very nice. That's Happy Father's Day. No, no. You meant dude humor. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> All
1: right. So Jen, for people who don't understand the mission of your organization, mm-hmm. how do you best explain it to them?
5: You know, I think if you if you love wine, if you love good food, you want to respect the place where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the muse winery folks said it best i mean you want to respect that place you want to sure. show off that place uh-huh. and and the champagne bureau is all about respecting the champagne region of france and educating people on on that on on the Thank sense you. of place that is important to wine important to the foods we eat important to the beer we drink. It's all and about the sense of educate. place.
1: How do you guys, how are we, what do I do to educate people? <laughs> no, well, Nikki, how, you have helped educate I know, people right? over I educate many, people. many years. Yeah. So, thank
5: yeah. you. Yes. Right.
1: So what is it that you guys do? How do you educate the public? How do you educate the restaurants? How do you educate people best? What do you think is your best focus You know, for I, think, I think the best, I think our best
5: voices out there are consumers. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that as more and more people, I mean, more and more Americans are spending money on alcohol, particularly wine and beers. Mm-hmm. With this administration? <laughs>
1: okay, it's not a political
5: thing. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they, they're they willing to try a lot of different things, um, particularly, you know, I mean, this is a buzzword, but the millennial generation, they are willing to try many, many different things. That's why we're
1: having millennial pink <laughs> champagne. That's the last part of the show. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
5: that, is, that is, you know, I'm a huge fan of rosé. I I... I think everybody should go at least once a week and have a bottle of rosé on their own. And so I did bring a sparkling rosé, a champagne But don't you rose. feel that
1: there has been a huge change in the perception of sparkling rosé? It used to be more desserty or sweet yes. or not well-made. Well, and it's all everybody who gets better
5: educated and understands that a rosé is a heartier wine. It can mm-hmm. be... It 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 goes excellent with this barbecue it goes that we've with had. Everything. It goes excellent with everything. You can go as um, the four glasses. It I also had can last go night. deeper into the meal, which right. is um, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just having it for, instead of just having champagne as a starter or a pair of teeth or at the end, um, you can actually have like a rosé throughout, like with steak, with your barbecue, um, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. I right. know that's far off, but, you know, it's it's fantastic. But Father's
1: Day is next week, so it's a perfect yeah. time to pop some if, bottles. And, and you if you know, you're, f-
0: you're old enough to do dad humor, <laughs> it comes around very quickly. All right, you're out. You're going to have to pay for that you're one, done. Jen, because
1: I'm
5: not, You're, okay? you're going to have to bang on Just the so door and know. beg to
0: come back on this show. <laughs> I'll bring
1: champagne. I'll
5: bring champagne. Okay, never mind. Okay.
1: Um, do you take uh, people in the industry on trips? Like, is that another form of education? We do. We take uh, a number of journalists to the region every year
5: during harvest. <coughs> <which coughs> we di- journalists. I'm sorry, <laughs> did I say
0: that?
5: <laughs> which typically happens um, about the end of August um, up to mid-September, sometimes mm-hmm. the end of September. I, know you're um, right. I think just, we're available. I <laughs> <laughs> it just varies. And then a number of... Um, A number of of student organizations will go and visit the winery, um, the Culinary Institute of America, Mm -hmm. um, often goes and visits um, the Champagne region. And a lot of people just, I mean, it's 90 miles northeast of Paris. It takes less than 40 minutes to get there on the train from Charles de Gaulle Airport. Mm-hmm. It's a very accessible wine region. I'm sensing a feel trip. Paris.
0: I don't know. I really um, am. I mean, Jen, sensing- by the way, I've always admired you. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention that. All
1: right, Jen, our show is over. So I'm going to let you pop that bottle while we wrap up. We want right. to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Well,
0: wait, let me just mention everything you heard on the show today mm-hmm. you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com. Mm-hmm. Follow her every week on WTOP Live at 1240 on Thursdays. Follow her on Twitter. Don't follow me anywhere because
1: because he's nowhere to be found found. and as much as we love all of our guests who are in studio today it was a delicious show you can watch it on facebook live and we'll have the link up later today next week's show is going to be equally delicious barbecue week is coming to dc it is not next week it is the week after and the restaurant association of metropolitan washington is hosting it we look forward to telling you all about it next week everybody please have a delicious week